Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, August 9th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis City SC is still months away from playing its first Major League Soccer match, but it is working to build deep ties throughout the region. We're building these relationships and going into the community in an organic and authentic way that makes St. Louisans more than just fans of City SC. We will learn about the team's strategy to tap into new areas of a city that already has a rich soccer culture in just a few minutes. The federal government has approved Missouri Governor Mike Parson's request for a federal disaster declaration following the flash flooding in the St. Louis area. The approval from the Biden administration means residents affected by floodwaters now have access to the Federal Emergency Management Agency's Individual Assistance Program. Many will be able to seek federal assistance for temporary housing, repairs, the replacement of damaged belongings, and other needs. The typical deadline for most individual assistance programs is 60 days after the president's disaster declaration. Missouri and Illinois health officials hope the federal government's declaration of a monkeypox public health emergency will mean more help for state and local health departments. The Centers for Disease Control reports 15 cases in Missouri and more than 600 in Illinois. That includes one involving an adult worker at a Champaign-Urbana area daycare. State Department of Public Health Director Samir Vorha says all of the children will be eligible for monkeypox vaccinations. We are happy to report that President Biden's staff has been incredibly responsive. We are pleased that at our request, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has authorized use of the vaccine for anyone under 18 without jumping through the normal hoops in this process. St. Louis Health Director Dr. Madi Shlashwayo-Davis says vaccine demand for the virus has significantly outpaced current supplies. The Conservative Caucus in Missouri's Senate could see some gains following November's election. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, one Senate nominee is not sure how that will affect legislative work in Jefferson City. With only a libertarian candidate facing him in November, Missouri House Representative Travis Fitzwater is likely going to be the senator for Missouri's 10th district. The current representative will enter a chamber that was plagued by dysfunction last session as the then seven members of the conservative caucus frequently clashed with leadership. Fitzwater says while he will not be joining the conservative caucus, which will likely gain a few seats in November, he doesn't believe the upcoming session is a lost cause. I think there's several things that they want to get accomplished that I would agree with that I think we ought to be working on in this next legislative session. I think there are plenty of things we share um, thoughts on that the relationships just matter. Fitzwater says one of his priorities as a senator will be working on children's issues such as mental health and foster care. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Fitzwater made those comments on Politically Speaking. The episode is at stlpr.org. Illinois says its unclaimed property program returned $280 million to residents in the past year. That's a record. The initiative paid more than 360,000 claims during the same period. Illinois defines unclaimed property as money or accounts that have been inactive for several years. They include unpaid life insurance, safe deposit boxes, and forgotten bank accounts. Farmers could use far less chemical fertilizer, which can be expensive and harmful to the environment. As Harvest Public Media's Dana Cronin reports, a new study says even with less fertilizer, farmers can maintain 
high crop yields. Chemical fertilizer has been in the news a lot lately, both for its sky-high cost and for its impact on water quality. And now a team of researchers spanning from the UK to Africa have published a study that shows farmers can still achieve high yields with less of it. Fertilizer contains nutrients like nitrogen and is necessary for plants to grow. But the study's lead author, Chloe McLaren, says there's a better way to use it. We still want to maintain the potential to produce lots of good, healthy food, but we want to reduce the amount of nitrogen that's escaping from those systems. To do that, she says, farmers can substitute manure for fertilizer, grow nitrogen-fixing crops, and grow a bigger variety of crops. I'm Dana Cronin, Harvest Public Media. Fans of St. Louis City SC are already excited for the area's Major League Soccer team months before the club plays its first game. Members of the supporter group, the St. Luligans, were loud and proud Saturday night as they watched the development team City 2 in Edwardsville. Longtime soccer fan Mitch Maurice jokingly describes himself as Luligan extraordinaire. He was like a kid in a candy store a few days earlier, standing on the corner of Olive and 22nd Street in St. Louis, marveling at the nearly completed stadium for the top-level team. This is even more impressive in person than the last time I was down here. Getting a chance to actually see where we'll stand, it's amazing. From where he's standing, just outside the construction zone, Maurice can see the section of bleachers already designated for the St. Luligans. Seeing this unbelievable stadium go up, it becomes real and you see people who maybe weren't interested a year ago or two years ago that had hurt feelings about the way things had gone, they're coming around to say, no, this is something important to be a part of. There was a time when landing an MLS expansion franchise seemed like wishful thinking, especially after the failure of a taxpayer-funded stadium plan. Hopes were resurrected by deep-pocketed private investors. They secured an expansion team and have made a big league playing venue a reality. And while they wait for the team to take to the pitch for the first time, the club is serious about tapping into the solid soccer culture already here and expanding that passion into new parts of the city. City SC has been busy hiring a crew behind the scenes with a focus on strong community ties and preparing the next generation of players. We're building these relationships and going into the community in an organic and authentic way that makes St. Louisans more than just fans of City SC. That's Kalia Collier, City SC's Vice President of Community Relations. They understand that we're improving the lives, whether that's health and wellness, mental health, activity, nutrition. It's such a big picture. Collier's no stranger to the region's sports scene as the owner of the St. Louis Surge women's basketball team, but her love of soccer goes way back. I'm born and raised here in St. Louis. My first sport was soccer. My first introduction to soccer was YMCA Biddy Ball. And looking at the opportunity of partnering, not with just one or two YMCAs, but making this a regional partnership was very much so intentional. The partnership with the Y is one of several community tie-ins for the club. It has supported women-owned businesses, hosted a COVID-19 vaccination event, and helped set up a futsal court in Marquette Park, Futsal is a soccer-based game played on a hard outdoor surface. There is also a focus on making sure children have access to the sport no matter their background. That's where Sasha Bauer comes in. He's City SE's Director of Regional Training and Education. Bauer oversees free programs to expose children to soccer. We never want to charge because we especially want to reach the kids 
where the parents uh, are not able or like not having the financial power to support their kids to go on the big travel teams. Bauer says such initiatives are key to building a player pipeline that reaches from youth soccer all the way to the big MLS squad. He hopes all who go through the programs leave with a connection to something bigger. Seeing the club as a part of their family, where they were able to grow on various areas, having great experiences and building friendships for life. Soccer superfan Maurice understands strong community ties and developing young players will be critical to whether the team is successful. How it performs on the field will be vital too. And as he stares at the new stadium, Maurice thinks about who City SC might play in its first home match. Personally, I gotta go with Kansas City. Their fans are very passionate. They've got some fans that are very obnoxious and create an environment that's hostile almost. So we want them to come here and see what we can do on our stage. And there you have it, straight from the Luligan extraordinaire. City SC already has a rivalry to go along with some strong community ties, even though the inaugural season does not begin for a few more months. Thanks to Amy Mayer for editing that report. Thanks as well to Brian Munoz for his help in putting it all together. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Brian McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.